Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. So listen, I am a huge proponent for allowing shit to fall apart. I look, hello, nice to meet you. My name is Mr. Crane. And one thing that I have become on my journey of my journey of healing, but self love and understanding and, and, and personal power, one of the wisdom that I have picked up along the way that it is entirely okay to allow things to completely fall apart. Now, this is contrary to what people would think about me. Even in my matrix day job, my job is to keep things running, right? My job is to make sure that things don't fall apart. I literally get paid to make sure that things don't go wrong, right? That things don't fall apart. But I'm a huge, huge, huge component for allowing things to just completely go to shit. I'm gonna tell you why. I have realized that you can say until you're blue in the face that this is the way that you're supposed to do something and this is how it's going to work, but no one's going to hear you. And people especially don't hear you when you say, look, this isn't working for me. In order for it to work for me, I I really need it to go this kind of way. The moment you start expressing your need, for some reason, people really just stop listening. I don't know what it is about it, but it just doesn't work anymore. And I have worked with so many of you. And when we talk about, you know, your journey and where you're at on your life, so many of you have such similar stories in the sense of like you're living this life and in the life that you're living, your light is dimmed. Maybe you are in this partnership and I have a tendency to notice that when it comes to feminines, the feminines are usually in relationships when I notice that this is happening, where you are dimming your light, where you are not allowing yourself to sit and live inside your excellence, where you are maybe not speaking up for your, for yourself, not really saying whatever it is that's on your mind, whatever it is that's on your heart. And what I find with a lot of you is that you're not happy. Not only are you not happy, you're not satisfied with life, you're not fulfilled, right? You're not fulfilled with your work life, you're not fulfilled in your family life, you're not fulfilled in your partnership. And you kind of go throughout life, not necessarily settling, but just being there's some parts of you that are in a void, not necessarily empty, but there is a void there. And, you know, it really kind of sort of hit the nail on the head when I started working with people who were either currently battling suicidal thoughts, or previously battled suicidal thoughts or suicidal um, uh, attempts, right? Because none of, you know, look, people go through it, right? And, I remember I started to say to people, so then why are you in this life? Like, you don't like this life. This life is so difficult for you that, you know, maybe you have you have idolized not being here. Maybe you have said to yourself that you think it would be easier if you weren't born. You don't understand the purpose of your life. You don't understand where you fit in. You don't understand. Or maybe you believe that you have no impact, right? You have no impact on the people around you. How many of you have listening at some point in your life felt that, 
the lives of people around you would be easier if you weren't there. Or if you disappeared tomorrow that nobody would even notice that you're uh, not, not necessarily your disappearance, that they maybe they didn't even notice your existence in the first place, right? And, and, and it got to a point where I realized what had to be said in that moment is, okay, I hear you, but why are you doing this? If you are in a place where you feel like things aren't working for you, you are allowed to leave the place that is no longer working for you. You are allowed to leave the job that's no longer working for you. You are allowed to leave the relationship that's no longer working for you. You are allowed to leave the home that is no longer working for you. And you know what? You don't actually have to always leave those places with grace. Now, here's the thing. Look, I'm assuming that we're all adults here. I'm allow you to make your own decisions. You know, don't use me to make your own decisions for you, right? But I am someone that that believes that from time to time you can blow shit up. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I want to preface this by saying I'm a certain type of personality type. As a kid... Right. I have always had this ability to size people up and determine whether or not they were useful for me. I remember being in high school, knowing whether or not Jimmy that sat in the back of the class was somebody that can help me pass it or not. I remember having this intuitive ability to just know whether or not you would be someone to keep around or if you were a waste of my personal time. And I understand that now that it was just a certain sort of intuitive capability that I had. But at that time, I thought everybody perceived the world and perceived people that way. So I've always kind of had that attitude of like, whatever. And I remember having this one job, right? It was one of the first like real jobs that I had when I was like 20 years old. And oh man, the women there just absolutely hated me. And they they made no no attempt to hide it. You know, I'll never forget the time when my boss actually like called me to the side and she was like, look, I can't stop it that these women are actually having meetings on you. Like these women would they would call a meeting and and discuss me as a person or discuss maybe the things I said that they didn't like, or the things that I did that they didn't like. And that was weird to me as a 20 year old, because these women were in their 40s and 50s. And I remember very vividly thinking to myself, what do I have on you? Like, like, ideally, you're someone who has life experience, wisdom, you have at least two decades on me, I don't understand what is it about me that irks you so bad that you feel the need to convene meetings uh, without me about me but nevertheless that was the case and I'll never forget one of those these women her name her name was Rachel I believe I think her name was Rachel anyway that's not even the most important part of this right if Rachel if you have somehow ended up here and I don't I don't think you would have but if you have somehow have shout out to you right and I'll never forget like this woman and her disdain for me was palpable and she I don't even because it was so long ago that I don't actually remember what we were talking about but I'll never forget how we ended the conversation and she looked at me and she had this smug look on her face and she said don't burn bridges on your way out and I looked at her and I said I am the bridge and I remember always knowing that you will always be the one to need me. And if I'm going to be honest, 
I have structured my life very strategically in a way that would require you to need me before I would ever need you. And I'm not entirely sure what that's about, if I'm honest. I also did not grow up in a household where I saw that happen. It has always been my train of thought to know that like I will always be more useful than whoever, right? If I want to be more useful than whoever, then I will be. Now, this is not a way of life that, that applies to everybody, right? It really only applies to people that I consider to be like my enemies, <laughs> If you're a friend or something like that, I don't look at you the same way. But I don't know. As a kid, I've always sort of, I've, I, I've, I've always kind of had that. And when she said to me, "Don't burn your bridges," I remember very vividly going, "I will burn the whole institution. Like fuck a bridge. If I wanted to take you out, I'll take you out." And I, you know, saying it out loud, <laughs> I realized I, I have some development to do in this area. <laughs> And that is very much my my shadow side at play there, right? But I, I don't really know what it is, but I've always had it. I have done some past life regression, and I can recall a handful of my previous lives. And in a lot of my lives, you know, I used to be a, a commander of an all-male army as a, fe- as a female, as a woman in one of my past lives. And another past life, again, I, as a woman, I was like a hitman, like, a, um, you know, I've always been like the head of the warriors, like in tribes that I would, that I've had or tribes that I belong to in past lives. You know, one of those, I was like the head of whatever you would call the warriors, whatever you would call the armies. I was ahead of that too. So I have been ahead in terms of the, wait, in terms of the past lives that I can recall, I have been the head of some kind of army at least three different times in three different lifetimes that I can currently recall, right? And so because of that, the art of war was never anything that I was really bothered about. And so as a kid, I have always had this mentality of like, burn a bridge. If you think that you were ever worthy enough to be strong enough to ever be a bridge that I would ever need, you got shit twisted. I have always always been that personality type. And if I'm honest, part of me would advise you to adapt a little bit of that because with that personality type, I have been able to move through the world rather fearlessly that in a way that I wasn't necessarily able to do before. I observe a lot of people in their journeys and what happens is you know, maybe you don't like someone, but out of fear that they may be important later down the line, you tolerate them. But then that leads to stress or insecurity, um, feelings internally that are just unpleasant, maybe unpleasant external experiences with you ha- when you have with that person. But me, on the other hand, my thing is you will never be so good that you are the only option for me. I can always find someone else that'll help me go around you if I need to go around you. And if I can't go around you, I will bulldoze through you. I remember again, as a teenager, having that personality of like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And either you board this train at the next station or it's gonna run you over. Either you come or you die. <laughs> I've always been that personality type. As I've gotten older, I've, been a, I've gotten a lot more artful. Um, with the craft, it's not so, um, um, uh, like, a, uh, almost said fiery, but fiery isn't the word. It's, it's not so out of control as it once was. 
And now it's used at a time when it's necessary to be used. So for example, maybe in a professional work setting, it's typically used in business, but I have learned that that's not something that you use in personal relationships, be it romantic friendships, family relationships. I've learned through adulthood that like, it's cool to have that trait and that trait has gotten me far in life at a relatively young age, but that it's not necessarily appropriate to always use that trait. But here are some things that I have learned with operating with the mentality of you think you're a bridge, fucking I'm burning this bridge down, right? Is that it is okay to burn shit down. It is okay for things to fall apart, right? It is okay for that to happen. And I want to read you something because again, when I'm thinking about what I want to talk to you all about, sometimes I'll have a moment to meditate on it. And every once in a while when that happens, I'll get some channel download. And so I want to read you the channel download I got for this episode, right? So it goes like this. People are living lives on broken foundations or soil that is overly polluted and wondering why life isn't working for them. When life stops being helpful, call on nature to help you burn it down. Right now, let's turn our attention to nature when nature starts to feel as if humans you know, civilization isn't behaving the way it should or isn't doing the things the proper way. Nature has a beautifully profound way of balancing itself out all the time, right? When you look at like fires and you look at like crazy wildfires that burn over acres and acres and acres and acres and acres, and you look at what what the result of that is, what happens after it's finished burning, right? You have, from a human perspective, right, because our perspective is really limited, an extended period of time where things are not growing. But that's from the human perspective. But underneath the soil, there are seeds that have already started to sprout. Because we are so short-sighted, we forget to consider that there are seeds that are sprouting beneath the soil, beneath the ashes that we cannot see. But the regrowth process, the regeneration process has already started. And eventually these seeds will sprout out from beneath the soil and they'll be like little tiny shoots. And in a little bit of time, we may look at this barren land that was once grown down and go, oh my God, there's some grass that's growing here. But as our perception is so short-sighted as humans, that once we leave this plane, right, right, once we, we graduate, you know, because we did such a good job and we go off to doing what we're normally doing in spirit form, right, those, those seeds that we thought were grass, that maybe because no one cut them, maybe turned into weeds, actually grow into full-blown trees, and these trees are forests and they're canopies and they provide oxygen for the, the living beings on the planet, right? The earth is not helpless, right? Gaia, Mother Earth is not helpless, nor has she ever been helpless. But when things cease to be useful, when they cease to be helpful, she has a way of burning it down. She has a way of burning it down on land. She has a way of burning it down in water. This is when you see volcanoes in the ocean exploding, fire that's happening beneath the water 
exploding, right? Like actual explosions happening in underwater, which is so counterintuitive for humans and what we believe the relationship of fire and water is, right? Because we are very short-sighted as humans. But what happens when this happens, right? When you have all of those explosions, all of that stuff that comes out of the earth, right? Rises to the top, it cools eventually. And then what happens? It forms land right? It forms land. And as it's exploding and as it's rising to the top, all of that organic matter in the water, it's bringing to the top with it. And then what happens? Little things inside of it start to sprout. They start to grow. But because we're so short-sighted as humans, we think nothing is happening. We think we're looking at a rock. And then again, long after we have moved on from this existence, generations down the line, the thing that we could not see that already started to sprout, already started to regenerate, has now turned into a forest. Trees, canopy lines, providing oxygen and providing the things that the other living beings on this planet need to survive. Mother Earth knows how to use the wisdom she has. She knows how to recognize when things have stopped being useful. And she has learned to burn it down. It makes no sense to maintain a life that you are unhappy with. For what reason? It doesn't work for you. For a lot of you, those lives have potentially caused you to almost end yours. Why? Because it didn't work for you. So when you reach a point in life, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, why would you allow yourself to continue in a situation that, that doesn't actually work for you, right? And here's the thing about foundation. When it's broken and it's cracked, you can't really rebuild on it, right? But so many of us try to. So many of us have lives that for whatever reason have broken us, have killed our spirit, right? But we go, I'm going to try again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to create a vision board. How many of you have done that? I'm going to create a vision board. You have this life that you're living in. You're so unhappy. You, you are unhappy in this location. You're unhappy in the home that you're in. You're unhappy with that relationship that you're in. You're unhappy with the maybe your family situation. Right, you're unhappy with all of it, but the ego, I'm gonna create a vision board, I'm gonna change my life. So you create a vision board, but what you don't change is that home you live in, is it is that city you live in, and that job, you don't change that job that you hate, you don't get out of that relationship that's making you unhappy, you don't you don't stand up to your family, but you're gonna create a, a vision board though, right? For some reason, that vision board is what's gonna solve the problem for you, but all those things that's actually the real things that are not making you happy, you don't do nothing about that, but you'll go and cut up some magazines and create a vision board, right? And the thing is, you sit there and a year goes by and you go, but ugh, I didn't get the things that I really wanted. Like maybe I got one or two things off that vision board, but those big ticket items that I needed to feel happy, it didn't happen for me. Why? I'm not manifesting. Because you're trying to rebuild a broken foundation, right? And so you have, you have, you really have one option is to, is to, to either, or two, right? If I'm going to be nice here, right? You can go somewhere else, find yourself some some land that has not been touched and build fresh foundation or you can demo the foundation that you already have and rebuild it right now i suggest demoing the foundation that you already have i mean if you want new fresh land that's on you right but i'm gonna be realistic realistically a lot of us are not always in a situation where it's so easy to lead right 
a lot of us are not necessarily in a situation where it's so easy to leave that job that makes you miserable because maybe you have a couple kids, maybe you have good insurance, maybe they pay you well. You know, we're currently in a situation where the economy is all messed up. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so maybe at that time, you don't feel like it's super realistic for you to make that decision, right? Maybe the relationship you're not happy in is a marriage that you've been in for 15 years. And so maybe you're not happy and you feel like you've outgrown each other, but it's been 15 years. And maybe you dated that person for five years before you entered a marriage with them. And so it's really been 20 years since your life has been wrapped up in another person. And maybe you're not happy in that relationship anymore because you just feel like the both of you have outgrown each other, right? But what do you do when it has been 20 years? Realistically, the idea of just dropping that whole life that you created with somebody to go find new land to rebuild, so that's hard. It's not impossible, but it's hard, right? So sometimes what I suggest is that you just demo your foundation, right? Because when you're demoing foundation, you know, there is still an understanding that the previous foundation that was there is why you get to demo in the first place. Because the previous foundation that was there is the foundation that was laid for this new foundation you're trying to lay. Maybe that previous foundation is attached to a number of your life milestones that you're very proud of, that make you very sentimental, that you don't necessarily want to throw all away right? Maybe there was some actual good times there. Maybe it doesn't make you happy anymore. Maybe where you're at in life doesn't make you happy right now. It doesn't mean that there wasn't a point in time where you were never happy, right? Maybe there were times in your life where you were actually really, really happy. And so maybe finding fresh land to build a foundation, maybe that sounds great, but maybe some of you feel that it's not truly honoring who you are today due to everything you were in the past. And so Maybe for a lot of you, demoing your current foundation to build a new foundation is the better option. And because I have a flair for the dramatics, I say burn the shit down. Just burn it down. Some of you are so, are so, I'm trying to find the right words here. Some of you are angry, right? Or heavily, intensely frustrated or heavily intensely annoyed, but for whatever reasons, these things aren't necessarily being articulated. And it could be for a number of reasons. Maybe you've been heavily angry or, or annoyed or frustrated for a significant period of time. And because it's been a significant period of time, you have been going through your day-to-day -day with that being your usual. And so maybe those feelings no longer sit in your immediate Awareness doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, right? I remember when I had to realize I was angry. I realized when I, when I finally did understand that I was angry. I had been angry at that point for about four or five years, and I hadn't realized I was angry. And by the time I had unleashed it, Lord have mercy. I mean, it was, oh gosh. I mean, it was, I mean, it was like a dragon's tongue. It was constant, and it was every day. And it was because I had lost awareness of the fact that I was truly angry. A lot of you have lost awareness of the fact that maybe you're truly angry or truly frustrated or truly annoyed. And at this point in time, particularly with everything that's going on in society, what I would say is that I don't blame you. I don't blame you, right? But what society doesn't often teach us is that I don't, is anger is not bad. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with anger. What I do think is that anger is routinely and often mismanaged. I think it's mismanaged. I think it's misunderstood. But what anger truly is at the core is raw power. It's raw power. That's when 
little kids when they get angry and they start throwing tantrums as a parent what is your instinct your instinct is to stop the tantrum your instinct is to calm them down because little kids are raw energy they're raw power and because it's raw energy and power if it's not controlled or sustained it'll destroy everything right and that's why when kids are throwing tantrums we work as adults really hard to calm them down because if we don't they become destructive and that's why when those healthy conversations aren't being having in the household and that healthy love isn't given sometimes you end up with teenagers that are ready to riot right they are volatile because they're still not fully developed yet and what they're what you have is raw energy that is mismanaged and misunderstood. But if you understood that your anger or your frustration or your ir your your irritability, right, or your annoyance, if you understood that large amounts of that, particularly anger, was nothing but raw power. That's what it is. It's raw power. It's all energy. It's all part of a spectrum, right? It's raw power. And you allow yourself to channel that raw power into, into something productive. Imagine what you can do as one person if you channeled your anger. If you channel, and you know what? When you sit there and you imagine, because I'm genuine about that, I genuinely want you to take a second and close your eyes. Close your eyes for me and picture a time when you were angry. And for some of you, you may still be angry, right? Maybe it's just sitting at the depths of the bottom of your soul or your heart or whatever it's, the energy is currently decided to sit, right? Think about a time when you were really, 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 truly angry. When you were really, truly angry. And think about what would have happened if you allowed yourself to harness that anger, not sit in that anger, not throw yourself a pity party. I'm talking like if you allowed yourself to grab all parts and pieces of the anger, which you could have done. And some of you, you're going to be thinking about the damage, the destruction. For some of you, you're going to be thinking about the things that you could have created. And the reason for that is because anger really creates raw power is, is is a coin right one side of the coin is destruction one side of the coin is rebirth so take that frustration that you feel towards life not being the way you would like it to look right that anger that you have about life not being the way you want it to look and then allow that fire to ignite i want you in a very spiritual and metaphorical way think about what it would feel like to allow that fire to ignite what that would look like i want you to really allow yourself to picture the heat Picture yourself standing next to that fire. How hot is it, right? Are you getting scorched? How close do you have to stand to your fire in order to get burned by it? How big is it? How, is it a flame? Is it a flicker? Is it on a candle? If it's a candle, what kind of candle? Is it a tea light? Is it a three-wick candle? How big is it? Is it a house fire? Is it a wildfire? If it's a wildfire, how wild is it? How many acres are ablaze? right? Is, is there weather? Is there wind blowing? Is there a wire, a wildfire and crazy wind? Is your fire a tornado fire? Any of anyone ever see that? Like tornado fires, like a tornado touches down and catches the fire from a, uh, from a wildfire, right? Is it that kind of fire? What kind of fire is it? Is it, is it a volcano, right? Is it a volcano where the fire is hot and forceful. And it's so forceful, it has the ability to create more life, more land, but it moves slow and it's thick like lava or magma. What kind of fire is it? Allow yourself to be able to picture what kind of fire you have because everyone's fire signature is different than other people's fire signature. 
fire is creation. When you think anyone that actually reads the tarot, when you think about tarot and you think about the wands, which represents fire, that is creation, right? Fire creates. Why can it create? It creates because it destroys. Those are just a coin. It's two sides of it, right? What kind of fire are you? Allow yourself to fully harness the power because all types of fire, even if you're like, I don't know, I don't know, Mystic Rain, I'm pretty chill. Like I got a fire, but it's a tea light. Even a tea light has the ability to light a whole room, right? Regardless of what kind of fire you think you are, you're still very, very powerful. And I want you to imagine just how much power is your fire, the sun, are you solar flares, right? Is your power, is your fire so powerful that you have the ability to have multiple planets that orbit you? How powerful is it? Allow yourself to, to harness the energy of the power that you feel for your, for your fire and pump it into something that matters to you, that matters in terms of your happiness, your overall emotional, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, right? Is that fire excelling in the quote-unquote 3D matrix workplace? Because for some people it is. The career is important, particularly if your Capricorn is in the 10th house, right? Which mine is, by the way, right? Maybe that's where you want it. Maybe you want your fire in your family. Maybe you want it in your love life. How many of you feel like your sex life isn't what it is? Picture your fire and put that in your sex life. Whatever your fire is, however hot it is, right? Allow it to burn it down. Whatever you want it to touch, allow it to burn it. Because when it burns it down, it has the ability to recreate. Because those are a coin and it's too signs of it. So whatever you feel like needs to be recreated in your life, burn it down. Burn it down, right? The elements are so, I, I find the elements fascinating because the elephants, are, the, ele, the elephants, the elements, right, in nature are really just a system of checks and balances. All of the elements are a system of checks and balances. And fire is one of the biggest, is one of the biggest checks, but it's also one of the biggest balances, right? When things are not working, it burns. And fire will burn for as for however long it's required for you to listen to it. For however long it's required for you in a spiritual level, listen to Gaia, Mother Gaia, the earth. However long it takes for earth to get your attention is however long it burns. That's how long it takes to get your attention. Think about a baby. Think about a toddler. When you're not paying attention to them, right, and they start throwing a tantrum, and then what happens? Maybe you're busy and you're like, it's okay, be quiet. Here's this toy. Here's this iPad. Play a game. Coco Melon, blah, 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 right? And they're still throwing a tantrum. And then eventually you decide to put where you're doing down and you turn your attention to them. And what happens when you turn your attention to a toddler? They calm down. If you have a teenager who's raging at school, by the time you turn your attention to them and you apologize because maybe, you know, maybe you were so busy with work and home life that you didn't have the opportunity to pay attention to them, what, what do they say? They just say that they wanted to be heard, right? Earth is the same way. She will burn until you listen to her. That's it. And sometimes, for a lot of you, you all have not been heard in a very long time. People have not paid attention to you in a very long time. A lot of you have felt like and currently feel like you have not been seen in a very long time and for some ever. And so it's okay to burn. It's okay to burn and allow your light to show and 
and, and mandate that it's that it's seen to require that it's seen. Right. It's OK to burn in order to stand in your excellence. It's OK to be a little bit hot. And when you're burning and you're burning everything down that doesn't work for you anymore in order to create things that work for you, guess what's going to happen? People won't like it, right? Because some of some of you are like, okay, I get what you're saying, Mr. Crane. I don't want to cause rifts and tension with people around me, but you're going to. You're going to cause rifts and tension with people around you. Why? Because people don't want to get hot. People don't like to burn, right? If it was that easy, people wouldn't tell you to get out of the kitchen. So yeah, no, you may get you may get some pushback from people because no one likes to feel fire. No one likes how that feels. For some people, it's very, very intimidating. What's the first thing you do when you accidentally set something on fire? Anybody accidentally set things on fire? Right? Anybody been cooking and get a little flame and you go, whoa, what's that one thing you do? You step back. Why? Because one, it's hot. Two, it's intimidating. I don't know about you, but there's one element, well, maybe two elements that really intimidate me. That's fire and that's water. Water, like when going to a beach or a sea or a lake. There's something about water that you are in this 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 feeling of utmost respect for. You are in awe of it. You are inspired by it, but you respect it because you know that it could hurt you. It's the same thing with fire, right? So when you are in a place, when you're allowing yourself to burn so you can destroy in order to create, people won't like it because so many people are sitting on their own fire. So many people are snuffing their own torch. So many people are snuffing their own torch. And here's the thing about fire and light. So many of you, light workers, because I'm assuming a lot of you that's listening to this are light workers, are in situations where your torch has been snuffed a long time ago. And a lot of your journey is trying to find that fire. And for those of you that, that have found it, right, maybe it's not lit yet. Maybe you have found, you know, a lighter or some matches, but you're trying to figure out how to light it when it's raining outside and everything is wet and you can't get it to light back up, right? Light workers routinely struggle with having their torch snuffed out because light workers are walking through a sea of darkness and darkness can swallow you whole. Darkness is is stiff and darkness is thick. Anybody sleep with everything off? Anybody go to bed and there's no TV and there's no lights on and, and it's pitch black where you sleep because that's the only way you can sleep. Some people are like that. Anyone ever feel that the thickness of dark? Dark is thick. And so it has the ability to smother. And when you are light and you are walking the journey and the path of a light worker, a lot of your life you will experience feeling smothered because darkness is thick. And when you are dealing with people who are in their dark because they have yet to recognize that they are also of light, they are swallowing. They are thick. They are um, uh, consuming and exhausting. And, and the weight of their presence and energy is just incredibly heavy. And if you are trying to light your torch again next to them, you're going to feel like they're swallowing your light because that's what they do. That's what darkness does, right? Now, it's not your 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 job to fix it. It's not your job to help them see the light. That's not what you're here. A light worker simply carries the light. People think that as a light worker that requires that you're doing all these other things. And you know, traditionally light workers are probably a, some form of service, but there is no there's no requirement that that's what light workers do. A light worker's main job at the at the core of it all is just to simply carry the torch and walk. That's it, right? Because as you walk, 
as you walk throughout your life holding light, people start to see it. And when you walk past people holding light, everything around them is all of a sudden illuminated. They have the ability to see what they could not have seen before because they were surrounded by darkness, right? How do you see that you're about to stub your, your, your toe on a corner of a table when it's pitch black? You can't even see the table there. But as a light worker, as you walk past them, they have the ability to see the tables now there. And guess what they probably won't do? is stub their toe on it. And so as you're walking throughout your life, just holding the torch, you will illuminate parts of life for other people. And that's what the job of a light worker does. But in order for you to do that, you have to allow yourself to relight your torch. You have to allow yourself to relight it. You have to allow yourself to understand that as you relight it, it is possible that you have gone so long without a lit torch that maybe you don't fully remember how to light that torch. You have to accept the fact that you may start a little fire. And if you do, it's okay. And if your fire gets so big that it turns into a wildfire, guess what everybody can see? Everything. Because now that entire forest has been illuminated. So my suggestion is just allow yourself to burn it all the way down. Because it's not working anymore. Your life isn't working for you. And it probably hasn't been working for you in a really, really long time, right? You probably are dealing with some form of insecurity, right? Maybe you're holding on to shame or guilt. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe you just have worry or doubt. Either way, somehow, there's something in your life that's not working for you. And I know that. And I know it for a fact. And the reason why I know it for a fact is because if everything was working for you, you wouldn't be in this existence. You wouldn't be in this incarnation because there would be nothing left for you to learn. Part of our learning requires that there are times when we are uncomfortable because eventually you get so uncomfortable that you decide to change your circumstance. If that is not life, if you are not experiencing that, then that means there's nothing left for you to learn. And if there's nothing left for you to learn, then there's no point in you having this existence anymore. So there's always going to be a part of your life that you feel like, you know what? That could, that could use some tweaking. And for a decent amount of you, it may be an overhaul of the whole life, but that's okay. Either way, it's okay. Just know that it is also okay to allow yourself to burn it down.